This is Unclaimed Bands, Episode 5. Hey music lovers, this is Amanda D. Mayhem of Unclaimed Bands here with Smoker and the Rollers. Hello. What's going on? Yo. Smoker and the Rollers, yeah? <laughs> Why don't you give us a little introduction? My name's Goody Goodskills. I'm a guitarist. I play the guitar. And I sing too. I wrote some songs. A couple. Uh, I'm uh, Mike Dangerous Dunn on the drums. My name is uh, Jay Smoker. I, uh, I sing and play bass in the Rollers. Well, first and foremost, thanks for sitting down with us. We appreciate it. That's Thank cool. Thank you. No problem. We like having so, you guys here. So where are you from? Well, we all grew up in, in Allentown and um, went to high school together. Grade school, actually. And I met Mike when I was, I don't know, about eight or nine. And uh, me and him are in the same grade. And I met Kev, I think, when I was like 12 or 13. He was two years older than us. Um, that's kind of how we met. You know, we all... After high school, moved away, and then uh, all just kind of ended uh, back up here. How did you come up with the band name? My friend Mark, who actually lives here with us, uh, nicknamed me Jay Smoker when I was <laughs> pretty young, and it just came from uh, me kind of being a stoner. Yeah, we all used to smoke a lot of weed growing up. I don't smoke weed anymore, though. And, uh, you know, my name's Jay, and he called me Jay Smoker, and uh, it was just a nickname that, that stuck, and... Everybody that knows me, that's kind of what they call me. I don't really know if I like it still, but... <laughs> when we uh, started the band, we weren't really sure what to call it. And, you know, we asked my friend Mark. I was like, what should we call the band, dude? And he was like, should we call it Smoker and the Rollers? And uh, he, sa he said, like, that if I ever started a band... I don't remember him saying this when we were young, that that's what we should call it. And I kind of thought it was silly, but, uh, you know, I thought... I had a ring to it, and um, it's kind of just how it stuck. How was the transition in moving from Allentown to Philadelphia? Well, I didn't, I didn't move straight from Allentown to here. I moved. Um, I left Allentown when I was pretty much right out of high school, and I moved to San Francisco and lived there um, for about four or five years, and then um, came back east. I think the beginning of. 2008, and I dicked around in New England for six months and ended up here. So, I mean, it's totally different. I mean, Allentown sucks. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely, and, not a, it's definitely not a city. It's nice to, nice to be close to, close to a place where things actually happen as opposed to, you know, just a, a city where drugs get run through occasionally and that's about it, you know. It's not all Billy Joel makes it out to be. No. no. That actually is how Billy Joel makes it out to be because that song is pretty much about Nothing happening in Allentown. Yeah, and how it sucks. Moving from out west to here was kind of a kind of a culture shock for me. It's totally different. Yeah, I've lived in Pitts. I lived in Arizona for a year, which is cool. And then I I moved to uh, Pittsburgh in order to do schooling. And then I got a job here, so that's why I'm 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 very I was very excited to uh, be able to come out here and because I really just wanted to come out here and be able to play music with my friends. And this is pretty much what happened. So. So it's definitely cool. I love I love Philadelphia. Yeah. And uh, like uh, Jay said before, I moved down to Westchester when I was about 16, and then uh, lived in Savannah, Georgia for a while. Got a lot of uh, a lot of creativity going there. Very good city to to write and you know paint and whatnot. And then moved back here, and uh, Scott has been playing in random bands from like. 2002 till now now with these guys 
So it's been a pretty, uh, pretty good transition. Has traveling influenced your music? For me, definitely. Yeah, yeah absolutely. I mean, um, you know, a couple of our songs are, you know, have lots of references to uh, people I used to know when I lived out west, and um, and yeah. Yeah, not not for me so much. I mean, the stuff that I put into writing the songs really comes from, uh, you know, not meeting pl people all over the places, but certain kinds of certain kinds of interactions with people. So, you know, I I don't think traveling has had much to do with the way that I'm, you know, part of the part of the writing process. So, yeah. Mm. When I lived out west, it's kind of when I really decided that you know music is what I wanted to do. Um, a lot of people really are still into to rock and roll out there and there's you know tons of tons of record stores and tons of venues and tons of shows and I just got um, you know just really turned on to music. What else has influenced your music and lyrical content? Um, Drugs. <laughs> Yeah, being no, drunk. I mean, uh, yeah. Being a drunk, drunk jerk. Yeah. Unfortunately, I don't like to admit it, but I'm kind of, I can be kind of a jerk. Yeah. I think it's just a corollary of not knowing how to talk to people and communicate, like, my feelings, my true emotions. So, you know, I'd rather uh, just get drunk, be a jerk, and uh, write it down in a song <laughs> later. That's Which isn't call, a... We it, call it dark-sided. Yeah, it's... it's yeah. Cool. <laughs> It's cool to go dark side once in a while, but when you do it like as a habitual thing, it gets to be kind of annoying for the people around you. But you know, some good stuff comes out of it, <laughs> like one song, one yeah. or two. Uh, yeah. We got a song called uh, "My Good Side," which is about Kev being a drunk asshole. But yeah. I don't know. I, we try to like tell people not, about not so much play substance the song abuse, too. but you know. No, it's about getting drunk and like you know, <laughs> crying. I, right. end, I ended up crying that night. I think I cried a little bit. Yeah. So <laughs> shed a little tear. You know, yeah, I said some stuff to people, and I didn't really mean it. And those people to this date probably aren't a huge fan of me. But so. aside from substance abuse, I mean, that's not um, nearly what all of our songs and our lyrical contents about. You know, it's I don't abuse substances at all, except for alcohol. That's it. Um, I think weed's great. I think everybody should smoke pot. <laughs> But I don't, right. I don't smoke right. pot because legally I can't because it's right. illegal. And I get fired from my job, too. But no. Uh, the majority of our, our lyrical content just comes from, you know, what we do and the experiences we have and the people we meet. And, um, you know, that's, I guess that's pretty much it. A lot of the songs <laughs> kind of tell stories. Who have you met in particular that have influenced your songwriting? Chicks, women that I, you know, that people fall in love with. I think that's a general. Everyone can relate to that. So you write a song about, you know, a meaningful song about a, a girl that you're really into and that you never really or you didn't didn't have the balls to uh, talk to because she was too hot and too gorgeous and too intelligent or whatever. I mean, or a chick that you did get to bone and things worked out well and you know something like you know something like that. Just. Um, I mean, I'd say half the songs are about are about members of the opposite sex. Yeah, mm -hmm. I mean, Sherry, you know, Sherry's a song about a, a girl I used to hang out with when I lived out west when I was kind of 
at a low point in my life. And, um, the song's kind of about her and kind of about how I was feeling at the time. But you know, we have a you know we have another song about uh, our old roommate got all fucked up and uh, fell asleep in the bathtub and flooded the house. And that song's called "The Soak." You yeah. know. Um, Speaking of Sherry. Why don't we take a listen to it? Is That's that cool, cool with me, yeah, definitely. Okay. Sherry by Smoker and the Rollers. just heard Sherry by Smoker and the Rollers. 
Awesome song, guys. Where can we find it? Um, yeah, you guys can all listen to our music at uh, myspace.com slash smoker and the rollers. How long have each of you been playing music? Can I start with that one? Yeah, go for it. I started um, playing piano when I was in like the fourth grade after I saw an episode of The Wonder Years. Um, where Kevin, like, there was a huge montage where, like, Kevin started playing piano and he was really, like, sucked at the beginning, but at the end, he got really good, and I was like, damn, man, I want to play the piano, so I played the piano for, like, six years, um, my piano teacher, Mrs. Oswald, out in Allentown, Pennsylvania, um, I loved that shit, and then I got into swimming, which sucked, I hate, I really don't like swimming very much, now that I look at it, I really should have continued focusing on music, maybe join, like, the band or something, in high school, but um, eventually quit the piano and uh, started playing guitar, I think, when I was 13 or 14, and, uh, you know, learned, like, some Ozzy Osbourne songs, and eventually, I think, forgot how to play the guitar and started playing again, like, a couple years ago, so there's been, you know, on and off times for me. How many years? Um, so I guess, like, I'm 27, so, like, 13, 14 years that, you know, loved listening to and playing and playing music, so... I've uh, I've been playing drums for a really long time. I think since I was probably about uh, like seven or eight, and then um, you know I just, I just never really stopped playing. And then uh, you know the more I would play, I, it's just you know really naturally clicked with me. Like I was never good in school or anything like that. Like I never wanted to do any work. I just wanted to you know, leave and just go home and practice playing drums and uh, picked up, you know, the guitar like two years ago and, and bass and um, I have okay voice, I don't like it. But Mike's actually a pretty amazing musician, I mean the dude can, he really can play everything and he, he actually can sing. Yeah, he's a sick drummer, yeah, he can play real fast. No, he's, Mike's, Mike is... And he's got a choir boy voice. True and through. Uh, <laughs> uh, it's kind of deep. Just one of those one of those people who uh, music just comes naturally to. Um, I've been, I don't know, I've been playing for uh, quite a while. I've probably been playing bass for about seven years, and um, I was a singer in a you know a few bands. Actually, the first band I was ever in was this shitty punk band that me and Mike were in. When oh yeah, we were uh, yeah in like seventh grade. <laughs> <laughs> was that, that I would sing. Did you guys do the talent show and we always wanted to do the talent show. That was like my biggest like when I was growing up. That was like my biggest dream to like I, I did the, play the, the, the sixth play the talent show. The middle, yeah. Like what did you do in the talent people. show? I just did like a drum solo for like ten minutes in front of like nine hundred people. What I'd drum solo? Your own or someone yeah, else's? Yeah, I started sat down, and started playing. Like, That's pretty didn't, cool. Didn't like really think of anything to do. and sat down, just like. You just sat down and became Buddy Rich. Yeah. Got a standing ovation for that one. That uh, kind of that was good. It was a good, good time for me. It's, you know, it kept me like continue playing. You know, it's like from you know that good now would be fucking unstoppable. Do you get standing ovations at your shows now? Absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs>
Well, I mean, I think everybody's everybody's wait, no wait, everybody's standing to begin with. Yeah, I was just about to say. I was just about to say. People don't sit down. Brian and Betty's everyone was standing. You get some tippy toes though. Yeah, yeah, tippy toes. Reach over. That's cool. So, what are some of the obstacles that you face being musicians? Uh, one being uh, absolutely broke all the time. Like, uh, Jay had to wire me 50 bucks just to come down here today because the uh, bank took all my money today. <laughs> um, you know. Well, I like, hope we're worth it. Yeah, yeah. Um, like, you know, constantly moving around all of our equipment. Like, we have a lot of equipment. And, um, you know, we, we like to not play on shitty equipment. Like, a lot of, a lot of venues have like a lot of house gear that's just you walk in there and like I wouldn't I, I wouldn't I wouldn't piss on that if it was on fire you know what I mean <laughs> and uh you know so, so we do the best we can to get the best sounds of, of what we have so it involves spending a lot of money that we don't have and you know repercussions of that are ruined credit scores and and, and such but um you know just playing a lot of gigs you know kind of you know takes a physical and mental toll of, of, you know, if you put all this work into it and you have, like, three people show up and they're shit-faced and they're not even really paying attention anyway, it kind of seems not worth it sometimes, but that attitude has to go right out of your head. show because, up and yeah. you get a great response and, yep. it's, you know, it's, it's all worth it. Yeah. Um, so what are some rewards of being a musician? Um... The songs, the I songs, think. yeah, the songs are just you know, I mean for us, you know we're all we're all friends, just playing together and doing what we want to do. I mean, and even if you suck tomorrow, you know, <laughs> even if even if like you don't have a creative bone left in your body, you still have songs that you wrote in the past that you can still rock out to and remember. Not that that's the case now or anything, but. You know, no, no matter what, you always had these like twenty or thirty songs that you did, and you know you can always look back and say, "Man, that was fucking awesome!" And remember the remember the feelings associated with writing that stuff and where it all where it all went where it all went down. For us, was you know in a in a small basement, you know in Philadelphia, and just getting drunk and having those uh, having your buddies around you, and you know all supportive of what what you do and. You, know, you always have you always have those songs, you know. Yeah, and, and playing live, I mean, playing live to me is 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 definitely when I'm at my happiest. I mean, I really can't even give a shit if there's you know only five people in the room. I just, uh, I mean, I just pl like playing. It's it's you know it's my uh, you know greatest pleasure in life. Where are some of your favorite places to play? I really like. Uh, the, the new the new M room which I think Sean saw us there um, we played back there in, in January I really like yeah really like it there I think it's got a great sound yeah. and uh, I think they made the right move remodeling the place that, um, like uh, North Star too North Star really North Kyber. Star's awesome Kyber's really good I like Kung Fu Necktie yep. you know but I like you know I like playing it you know little dives too like like the L bar or, or JR's in South Philly. Yeah, I'm a big fan of the L Bar. I think yeah. we played some we played some fun shows. Always there. an awesome time there. And like we're playing in a closet, but it's you know it's awesome because the kind of the kind of music that we play attracts like that kind of crowd. That's like a, you know 
not going to call it a shit dive bar, but you know, it's it's a pretty. Uh, Is that what I called it? No. <laughs> but, uh, I think he means it's more authentic. Yeah. Yeah, it's more. Yeah, it's more real. It's you got actually a little have more culture. It's more personal. It's in your face. Mm-hmm. Enjoy hearing original uh, original music like that. You know, it's yeah. not a. It's not your standard uh, standard stuff. So. And if you want to see someone get beat up and stomped, that'll happen there too. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty funny. Like right when you walk in the door. Right yeah. when you walk in the door, there's a fucking. I've worked door there a few times. I know. <laughs> well, guys, I don't know about you, but I am ready for another track. Lady H by Smoker and the Rollers.
You just heard Lady H by Smoker and the Rollers. Guys, where can I find that one? That's going to be on our record, Smokedified, which is uh, hopefully will be out um, by the end of the summer. Do you have any other plans around the album release, such as a tour? Um, hopefully there will be, once it gets released, hopefully there will be a, a tour around that. I mean, until we get it put out, you know, we really can't tour. So do you have any other goals? Um, I mean, I think the, the ultimate goal for the band is to hopefully, preferably sooner than later, uh, just get to the, get the, the band to the point where, you know, we can play music for a living. Just want to be able to, uh, you know, do what we love and hopefully make a living in the process, you know. Let's talk about the songwriting process. How do you guys collaborate? Basically, I'll write a song and, uh, you know, show it to the guys and we'll collaborate and take it from there. Or Kev will write a song and pretty much do the same. And, and uh, sometimes, you know, we just all get together and kind of jam on something and all put our heads together and uh, and get it done. Yeah. A lot of the times you'll, you know, Jay will uh, write a song entirely and then give me the, op you know, an option of putting a verse into it or putting some lyrics over top of it and I'll come up with some stuff and he'll be like, no, dude, that totally sucks. And then I'll come <laughs> up with something else and it'll be, you know, semi-kick-ass and you know, we'll throw it into the song. What are each of your favorite songs to play live? My favorite song to play is, is uh, definitely um, Cut Me Off. It's uh, pretty fast, pretty dynamic, and uh, I do, do a lot of fancy work in that one. Yeah, that's, that's, that's probably my favorite one as well. That was a song that the three of us wrote together, and uh, I, I think it's, it's definitely one of, our, one of our strongest songs, and that song's... Um, we have a demo version of that song up on our page right now, if anybody wants to check it out. And again, it's um, myspace.com slash smoker and the rollers. I'd say my favorite song to play would be Two to Lose, which we only played like two or three times. But it, it's among the newer tunes, but it's really... It's another song we wrote with Mike. It, it's, just, it's pretty straightforward, but it's really... Um, there's a lot of like little, not speed changes, but a lot of little things on the guitar that I really yeah. enjoy playing. It's like a really 12 that pretty good. chord progression song. Yeah, it's a lot it's of It's all over the place. It's, it is a really fun song to play, but we don't play it out live too much. Many bands are 50-50 about the way that the music industry is changing due to technology. How do you feel about it? I think it's, I think it's pretty good, you know, because you really know different from anybody else. There's nobody... Uh, I mean, very few bands get, get, you know, huge, huge deals where they sign and they get X amount of dollars. I mean, it still happens, but it's, it's, it's very rare, and I think it's kind of left, you know, it's kind of left it to the point where there's no, you know, there's no rock stars anymore. And, and, but, uh, you know, it gives, it gives bands the opportunity to take their band as far as they can go. You know, if they're willing, if they're willing to put in the work, you know, you have a much better shot now than you used to, to make a living playing music. And I think it's just, you know, as simple as that. So how do you promote and book your shows? We do, I mean, you know, we, we do as much as we can. We do, you know, all the internet hoopla and get out there and, and hand out flyers and try, try to make funny flyers. You know, you know, try to get on shows, you know, where they have some sort of a pizzazz, where maybe they have like a, you know, like an open bar an hour before the show starts or 
or whatever, you know, trying to make it fun. Every time we go out and play, you know, there's, there's more people than there was the last time, and it, each show, you know, normally leads to something else. Yeah, like our, uh, our last show in uh, New Jersey at, um, uh, at the Cherry was really good turnout that was uh, put on by uh, YSP. And, you know, the place was filled, and, you know... And those people did an awesome job promoting the show. Yeah. They played, you know, they gave on the, on the loud and local on Sunday nights. They played a song from all the bands that were playing that night in their set. Put a ton of promotion into it, and it was an awesome turnout. And that's what goes into having a really good show, is that there's so many people there, and they're, they're, you know, you're feeding off their energy, and they're feeding off yours, so in turn, we play a lot better. And um, yeah, you know, and the crowd really enjoys, and we're you know really kicking ass up on stage. Everybody's you know going 160 miles an hour on stage, and instead of you know an empty room where the only other people there are the other bands, and then you get way too drunk and you can't play anyway. <laughs> <laughs> and that's good. There's no one there. No, I'm just kidding. What advice do you give young musicians, 13 years old, listening to Social D in their bedroom, and want to aspire to be a musician? Don't listen to your parents. <laughs> Don't listen to anybody in authority. No, just, you know, keep playing and, and stay together. And if there's a, if there's a will, there's a way. If it's something you really want to do, then, then uh, you should do it. Because it's awesome. Yeah. It's a lot of work. It's a lot, like, it's 90% really hard work. But that other 10% is absolutely worth every bad show you play, every, all the equipment you break, and all the... All the bad shit that goes along with it, you know, when you get up on stage and, and um, you know, just, you know, lose yourself in your music, that's that's the best part. Yeah. And that's absolutely worth it. Well, best advice I think I could give is just um, keep playing, and if you're in a band, you know, stay together. Shit doesn't happen overnight, you know, but if you, uh, if you plug away at it and you really want it, then then things will happen for you. And don't listen to your parents. And do not listen. Some to your, authority's cool though. Don't listen to your parents. You Just be judgmental, you know. Sounds good, guys. Thank you for taking the time to speak with us. I want to thank the Unclaimed Bands listeners for listening. I'm Amanda D. Mayhem, signing off as always with passion. The statements, views, and opinions expressed in this podcast are solely those of the individuals and in no way reflect the views of unclaimed bands, its parent company, or subsidiaries.